Welcome, friends. This is Historical AF. I'm Kina. I'm Casey. And this is a special space bonus episode. <laughs> ah, we just had too many good nuggets. Full disclosure, we were going to do this on the end of last episode, but technical difficulties. So how are you? How are things? I am good now that I'm no longer the problem child for streaming. <laughs> you notice uh, I don't have headphones on because I am solely working off my MacBook because my computer is crapping out on me. So, fun No, it sounds great. Not going to jinx it. Knock right. on all my wood. I, nothing I have is actually made out of wood. So <laughs> I don't, I'll like fake wood from Ikea. I don't have real wood money, okay? <laughs> I can't afford the nice furniture. This this is Facebook yard sale office desk. <laughs> so remind everybody about your podcast. Who are you? Where can they find oh, you? So my name is Casey. I am half of the absolute disaster that is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half of Encyclopedia Obscura. We are a comedy podcast, although it gets dark sometimes, about different subjects from the encyclopedia. So each week we choose a letter and we we go in alphabetical order and we just cover whatever weird, obscure, mysterious things we can find around that particular topic. And then we also try to prank each other. There's a, there's a fair amount of pranking too. We've known each other for t- over 25 years. So it's a lot of history there. Oh, it's more of a family dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like sisters? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I wish Karen was here, but I'm so glad that you are. I'm excited to be here. Oh, always. Always a good time to have you guys. I love your podcast. The dynamic between you guys cracks me up. When I was editing, I was cackling. I was like, oh, you guys When she said me. she was getting bored of being beheaded, I was like, you can't just get up and walk away from your exit. <laughs> it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Queen of Scots, probably. Mm-hmm. Historically accurate. Completely. <laughs> You get the facts here, here with me and Karen, 100%. <laughs> no speculation at all. All factual. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. So do you want to jump into it? Because I'm so excited yeah. about what you're going to talk about. Absolutely. So mine's a bit of a two-parter because I wrote it thinking Karen was getting really angry at me the entire time. And I thought that'd be great for your episode. But she's <laughs> not here. So she's just going to have to stew silently when she listens to this later. I have a bit of a two-parter. The first half is why we as humans have never seen an alien and probably never will because Karen is a big believer in aliens. And I'm like, you're never going to meet one. Not not never in your lifetime. And that kind of dabbles a little bit into history and science. It kind of like a little bit of both. It kind of straddles the line. And then my second part is a very famous historical instance about aliens. I'd like to start off by saying that I do, in fact, believe in aliens. So I'm right there with Karen. I believe in aliens. And I think that this universe is way too large for us to be the only people in it um, or the only creatures in it. Right. Mm -hmm. But that being said, if there were truly aliens out there, we would never know because they would very likely never find us. And that is a good thing. So Stephen Hawking's once drew similarities between aliens coming to the world as being the same as Christopher Columbus landing in North America. Now, as we know, didn't go so hot for the people who lived in North America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Bad things happened. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> got dark. Got real dark. <laughs> it gets dark sometimes. So if aliens did want to come here, and that's a big if, we would be in some deep trouble. If they came here, they'd probably Christopher Columbus the crap out of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Says every alien movie ever. Yes. Also. If you watched any movie, I can't think of one where they come down and life gets better for us. I mean, I guess E.T. didn't murk anybody out, but, like, they didn't really do anything except pick him up anyway, so. 
Yeah. 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 I also agree with Stephen Hawking's that it would be bad for us. But in addition to that, I've seen how the world handled a global crisis with COVID. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and say that we're not coming together to work as human beings to to counteract any kind of alien invasion. Okay? Uh, yeah. It's not going to be like an Independence Day where he has that big speech and the whole world is like, yeah, we're with you. Without, no. no. I mean, people are going to close their borders and ignore other countries. And yeah, it's just going to get ugly. Yeah. That's, yeah. It would not be great. Essentially. Hawking's also said that if aliens did indeed come, it would not be to meet us, but instead take the resources we have. So continuing with the Christopher Columbus thing. That being said, if this statement is correct, they likely traveled past billions of other planets that probably had those resources to get to ours. Very unlikely that they would stop here unless they were like super nearby and they needed to fill up and our planet was the only nearby gas station. And that that, makes sense. That is assuming that they need the resources that we have. That's true. Yeah. But if aliens had the technology to get here, they're probably in a self-sustained aircraft, so they wouldn't probably need to stop anyway. To summarize, <laughs> we are never going to see aliens. I'm not saying they're not out there, but it's never going to happen as the odds are so incredibly low and any sightings of aliens are probably something else. Okay, and I'm going to insert here... The conversation we had before the internet went to shit in the last episode where you guys made a late, like a, what's the equivalent of a gentleman's bet, bet, but ladies, a gentlewoman's bet, you would pay a thousand dollars if the aliens exist. Yeah. I mean, well, it wouldn't matter anyway, because they came here to kill us all. So you can have my whole life savings. <laughs> yes. So I will insert that fun argument right now. <laughs> Aliens gonna, are going to be curious and they're going to want to find me. don't care about us. I, uh, do you want to take a bet? All right. On this podcast, I'm taking a bet. I will give you my life savings. We will never see aliens. I will take that bet because you can also have my life savings, which is way less than yours. No, I'm not going to swap mine for yours. Okay. <laughs> I will give you $1,000. <laughs> we are never going to see aliens. Okay, when does this end? What's the date? Yeah, that's a good question. The day we die. <laughs> okay, so, but so you're like, dead. Do I get the will... money then? Because then I'm like referee. <laughs> yes. Okay, so will. if we die on the same day, if Casey and I die on the same day, Kina then gets Kina $1,000 gets from both of us. Both of us. Yes. It'll be if... like the notebook, but you guys will be bickering instead of holding hands and being sweet when you both die at the same time. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Karen, if we actually have legitimate proof of aliens i will give you a thousand dollars okay it's recorded now it is it is we will will never see aliens i'm i'm convinced of it unless aliens are listening because this somehow got they're not because they're not here they don't care (laughs) they do care they're curious about us i okay we're all be dead anyway you can have whatever you want you want the macbook you want my bed you want like my dog it doesn't matter we're all dead (laughs) oh god yeah that Oh, it kills me. Oh, yes. It's a valid point. I went to the caverns in Arkansas. So they're really, 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 really far down there. And the tour guide was telling us stuff. And he's like, oh, you know, caves, blah, 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 blah. And then he asked us something. And I don't remember what it was. But somehow I got into him like, so if there's an alien invasion and we all came down here and hid, like, how long could we survive before the aliens found us? Nobody thought I was sane, for one. But nobody else... <laughs> Everybody just looked at me like, why is that your thought? But I'm like, we're miles underground. This thing goes for like thousands of miles. Like, I'm sure yeah. we could survive. Yeah, are but they caves really gonna... are so dangerous. 
That's that's also true. That's why you stay in the paved parts. Because <laughs> like, how can you lock this down to like protect you from everything out there? But yeah, I yeah. I think about that. Honestly, you know, I thought about this stuff around like zombie apocalypse. Like, I want to be one of the first people taken out. I'm not the survivor in the woods. Okay, you're not gonna catch me running from zombies, building huts, and like like survivors camps. You're gonna catch me part of the herd because I died from <laughs> a fight because I had my earbuds on too like. <laughs> One snuck up behind me and just took me out. And you know what? I'm fine with that because that's just too much work. <laughs> it, it is. And I don't have a lot of survival skills, to be honest. I'm really just banking on my husband being around when it happens, which I also think about. Like when I'm on base, if there's going to be a massive, horrible thing like zombies happening, I'd probably be better off if I'm shopping at the BX or something because then I'm surrounded by all the military people. The closest base to me is easily a half an hour, and I will not make it there in time. (laughs) I mean, we used to in Arkansas, we had like chickens and we all kind of stuff. So I'd be like, it's my zombie apocalypse garden. I don't I don't have any of that anymore. (sighs) Yep. Yep. No, not gonna make it. I mean, the likelihood is so low. Like, if if someone said they saw an alien, no, they didn't. He did. Mm -hmm. And it's like in part one, where I had uh, spooky science sisters, you know, she was talking about that we're trying to communicate with radio waves, but if it's an advanced civilization, they probably don't use radio waves because we barely use radio waves anymore. Right. Like we've already advanced beyond that. And then also there's that dark forest theory that essentially we're all hunters in a forest and we're all trying to be super quiet so that the hunters don't come kill us all. So we're better off nobody knowing we're here. I think it's more likely like in our lifetimes or even a few generations down, we'll probably find life somewhere else, but it'll probably be like a bacteria or a mushroom or yeah. something. I don't think it's going to be green and, little people. And the way the galaxy works, if there was, you know, life nearby us, that's probably already come and gone by the time we we're able to explore. Yeah. Or yeah. it's so superior, it has no interest in talking to us. Like, imagine if a colony of ants starts like trying to communicate with you. Would you be like, I don't want you in my kitchen. Get out of my house. That's <laughs> <laughs> true call the pest control company like (laughs) that is true i think more of a risk that i worry about is say like a asteroid or something how do we know that doesn't have some weird bacteria on it and if it thaws Uh out when it hits earth then we're all screwed (laughs) eating water or something weird like that start losing our oceans and fresh water yeah, that's part of some of the theories of how life began is something crashed to Earth and it had, you know, some sort of organism on it. And then that sparked life. And I don't like that. I don't I don't want something that doesn't belong here, like on our solar system, crashing yeah. here and then throwing everything off. That scares me. Mm-hmm. Like, I so need sorry, other Karen. things. Yeah, no, sorry, Karen. <laughs> I want them coming. And even if they did want to come, they're not coming. So. Mm. Sorry. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> So, with all that being said, I'm going to take you to Roswell. Oh, I'm so excited. Now, I know there was a show out there, and I know that that was not even remotely historically accurate, but I know it's also one of Karen's favorite shows, so that's why I shouted it out. Because I'm just using this episode to make her mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) The year 1947, the month July, the location, the state of New Mexico. Rancher William Mack Brazel. Brazel? Brazel. I like Brazil. Sounds like bra. <laughs> Brazil was out doing routine ranching things, which I imagine have something to do with cattle, and found some unidentified objects on his property. Upon closer inspection, these items turned out to be metallic rods, something referred to as papery bits, 
I'm thinking paper mache. I know that's not accurate, but that's where I'm going. (laughs) Chunks of plastic. So thinking something weird was going on because he was like in the middle of a field and he found all this crap. He was like, "Um, I think I should call the local sheriff. So he calls Sheriff George Wilcox, who then contacts the local army base. So apparently there's an army base out there. Mm -hmm. Now, this was the base that also held the 509th Bombardment Group, which were the ones who dropped the atomic bombs on Japan at the end of World War II. Oh, wow. So these guys know their way around aircrafts. So after the phone call, the rancher dude hangs up the phone and who should show up (laughs) but the soldiers from neighboring Roswell Army Air Force Base. This was before Space Force, so the Space Force could not show up. (laughs) (laughs) Which, fun fact, they are in Colorado, which seems like a weird place. For I don't know why I find that weird. it's, It's closer to the sky. I can't, I can't. Oh, yeah. You can go anywhere on the planet and be part of Space Force. It's in the sky. That's true. That's true. Because I know people in it and it makes me giggle. Anyway, so somehow this information of the parts located in the field by the rancher also got to the local news station. And it was at that point that it kind of blew up and everyone was like, an alien has crashed in Roswell. I don't know how they made that narrative jump. I really don't understand it. But they went, trash in a field, aliens. And <laughs> And so it kind of just blew up from there. And I also read that someone from the Air Force Base might have also declared that they were part of an unidentified flying object, but they quickly changed their, their I don't know if it was a press release or someone just loose lips, sink ships kind of situation, but mm-hmm. um, they quickly retracted that and they were like, no, absolutely not. It's just parts from, from something else. This is not alien in any way. And they were like, it's just a weather balloon. Which it seems to be like the go-to for like anything in the sky that people don't recognize. It's a weather. How many weather balloons do we have? <laughs> I've wondered that too, because that's always what comes up when you talk about UFOs. Yeah, I mean, okay. What do this made me sound really stupid? What do weather balloons even do? Uh, I think they gather data from like pressures do we and throw them into tornadoes and stuff to see what happens. I <laughs> I think they just go up there and they float around and they collect data. We're going to have to do W for weather balloons on Encyclopedia. <laughs> I was reading this and I was like, how many do we need? I can look up at the sky and tell you it's cloudy. <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly don't know how much they're used now because don't like our technology is so much different. But I yeah. imagine whenever they were first introduced, they probably, although you'll probably get into it, but I think there's been like historically using them for spying and stuff. Oh, wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> so the government was like, it's a down weather balloon. You know, don't worry about it. This happens. We're probably, you know, you're by an Air Force base. Expect stuff coming from the sky. It's air. But people were like, yeah, we're not buying what you're selling. And they were like, the government is covering something up. And it turns out that the government was covering something up, but not what you think. So it really was a down weather balloon. But this particular weather balloon was being used in a top secret project called Project Mogul. Oh. And I'm tying it back to kind of a little bit of spying from the last time we were on. <laughs> because Project Mogul was the U.S. attempts to detect Soviet nuclear tests by launching high-altitude balloons. Oh, that makes so much more sense. And I'm distract not- everybody with aliens so that you can get away with spying on the <laughs> Russians. <laughs> I imagine that they were testing them there and not launching them from there because that sounds really stupid to launch from New Mexico if you're trying to spy on the Soviets. 
That's true. Yeah. But what do I know? Maybe they were like high-powered turbine weather balloons. <laughs> Don't even know they how they move. weather balloons. Who knows? They're like, launch it from here. They'll never expect it. Don't do it from Alaska. That's too close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can see Russia from my house. This was all later revealed in a 1997 report released by the Air Force. The Air Force was clearly tired of people saying it was aliens by this time because they called the report, case closed, final report <laughs> on the Roswell crash. A.K.A. Stop. Asking us about it. Get off our backs already. It was a weather balloon. Period. Oh, that's incredible. I can't imagine how many people just like knock on the gates being like, I know there's aliens. Let me in. So they're probably very just fed up. The article I read had this in like normal pronunciation and like normal, like, you know, capital C, capital C, you know, but I imagine they, they were just screaming it like in capital, like 20 point font on the front of this report, basically saying, leave us alone. It was a weather balloon and we sucked at it anyway because it crashed. So let it go. Oh, I just did a quick Google and it says weather balloons, they measure pressure and humidity. Okay. And it's like, they're definitely real. I guess it was a question of, are they real or are they aliens? But it says that they're still considered the best way to measure atmospheric conditions today. Okay. So they're so, still out there then. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Huh. Who knew? I didn't even, I guess I just never realized we still use them. Technology. Oh, we still use fax machines in my office for certain things. So I guess some oh, things yeah. just stick around. That's true. At the library, we still sent faxes for people. It's like 25 cents, but we'll send faxes for people. I also think it's really interesting that, so at this time, the government's like, it's weather balloons. Everybody's like, no, it's aliens. And now they're saying, hey, there is unidentified things out there. And they're, you know, declassifying things. People are like, no, you're building top secret things like weather balloons to spy on people. Like, it's like a switch. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a weather balloon from the Soviets. I know it's much now. But you know what I mean? <laughs> declassifying something from you know this time period it's probably someone spying on us you think we're the only people spying oh absolutely i'm sure they're constantly okay so i thought this was funny kind of on the same idea somebody asked uh former president barack obama i want to meet him someday about aliens and all the declassified stuff and so he says quote what is true and i'm actually being serious here is that there is food footage footage and records of objects in the sky that we don't know exactly what they are we can't explain how they move their trajectory they did not have an easily explainable pattern so i think that people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is but he didn't go on to say like it's not like little green men or whatever but a ufo is just anything that you can't explain quite yet right. so it could be a lot of things doesn't necessarily mean aliens it just means someone is testing something and hasn't told somebody else and so they yeah. don't know what they're looking at, so they make assumptions. Yeah, I think I mentioned this on another episode, but first time I saw a stealth bomber, I thought that was an alien. <laughs> I thought for sure that was a UFO when I was a kid, because I'd never seen anything oh, like yeah, it. Oh yeah, interesting looking jets, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember my mom slowed down, we were, and she's just like, what the hell? But yeah, we'd never seen one in person, and it was flying really low. It was wild, so I was like, huh. They stole that from aliens. I can't back that up, but that was my thought as a child. I was like, that's yeah. definitely aliens. Fireworks show that one time, like, you know, the fire, they couldn't go up an exploder. They can go out sideways. One of my neighbors, like, set one of those off. It wasn't even 4th of July. I'm like, what are you doing? First of all, fireworks are illegal in Maryland. So, 
you're breaking the law. I'm showing everybody you're breaking the law. And second of all, it's like random. And I remember I was outside catching fireflies. So like I was probably like 11 years old. I probably didn't even know if it was illegal at that time. Um, and I, I turned to my brother. I was like, is that a UFO? And we like ran in the house. It was fireworks. Like, <laughs> but again, if you don't know what you're looking at, then. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of us that were born you know, early enough to have watched things like X-Files. I think we thought that UFOs and abductions were going to happen more <laughs> readily than they are. Yeah. Because I remember watching X-Files being like, any bright light outside my window is aliens, they're coming, and I don't want to go. I thought it was a legitimate fear. I thought I was going to get X-Filed all the time. Never yeah. happened, but... Same with quicksand. We were always right? practicing for quicksand. <laughs> We would jump from table to chair. We were like, what's that thing? Parkouring around the family room. <laughs> one day we would either find quicksand or lava. Have not encountered yeah. either in my life. I know. It seems like a more common thread or thread. Threat. <laughs> and it is not. It has not been. I uh, I agree with you. A lot of that. And the stop, drop and roll thing and kidnapping. I, I think I growing up, I thought I was absolutely going to have both those things happen to me. Well, that's not true. One time I did set my sleeve on fire cooking. It's like one of my first attempts at cooking like something other than like scrambled eggs. And I looked down and I was like, oh, that's not good. And I just took a towel and went like that. And I was like, okay, I guess we're good. <laughs> keep it rolling. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing oh, to see here. Man. No, I think Roswell is a, a fun example because, you know, logically, I think we all know that there's not aliens. It's like a fun story. But I give so much props to the people of Roswell for marketing that and oh, creating. Okay, because like their <laughs> tourist game is incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. So my very next paragraph, which kind of rounds up my segment, all of this stuff basically saying that Roswell was just a weather balloon, you're just doing a shitty job spying, did not stop the town and its residents from making money and getting tourism from the crash of the balloon. And that continues to this day. So the town boasts the International UFO Museum and Research Center. I don't know what they're researching because they're <laughs> no aliens. Sorry to throw shade, but you're, you got, you got nothing going on here. I need, I need you to go in like an investigative reporter and like make a YouTube video or something and be like, how do you feel working here when you know there's no aliens? <laughs> how do you feel that your life is a sham? <laughs> I, I need this I to happen. That. Let people have their fun, right? I would be an yeah. asshole. I'll be an asshole on this show to tell you right now. <laughs> you never saw aliens. They're out there. They just don't care about us. Anyway, I need to put that on a shirt. In addition to a spaceship-shaped McDonald's, it has a spaceship-shaped McDonald's, which honestly, I would go to that. I would go to that McDonald's. Oh, that's fun. I, I guess I didn't realize, like, where I'm from, there's a, a home of some NASCAR person. So that McDonald's is NASCAR-themed. But it never dawned on me that other McDonald's might have a theme. So yeah. I don't know why that just excited me. But <laughs> McDonald's, I think I went to it in Florida or somewhere down south. That was like the biggest McDonald's or the first McDonald's. I don't remember which one it was, but it had like almost all the like international McDonald's food. Oh. And I was like, I'm going to gain a lot of weight here. <laughs> I got to try it all. I got to try every single one. They're like, don't you want a regular cheeseburger? Like, no, give me the whatever that is. It's pink. I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to that McDonald's, they also hold an annual UFO festival, which I don't think they had last year because of COVID. But I believe 
that they might have a chance to throw it again this year. So if you would like to go explore the Roswell incident that never happened, you have the opportunity to go to the SEMA festival. And that's the Roswell incident. That's incredible. I want to go to, I think I want to go for the experience. I just think it seems fun. Yeah, for sure. Go. I'm sure. Because from what I've seen, and my sister's been there, it's just like people set up on the side of the road, like little souvenirs, everything's alien themed, all the food's alien themed. It just seems, seems really fun. I would eat the alien food. I would buy the the trinkets. I would camp out in that McDonald's just to watch. If it had Wi-Fi, I'll never leave. It's true. Rafat in the comments just said, good for Roswell. If a town in Pennsylvania can get tourists because of a weather predicting rodent, why not? (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. I mean, my town boasts the world's largest pecan, and that's all we got going for us. And people actually come here for that. So I I would rather have UFOs. That'd be fun. We have the Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't believe in, but it's fine. (laughs) Is that a real legend? I'm going to sound really stupid. Or was it just made up for that movie? Honestly, I never really dove into it. That's like one thing about Maryland I couldn't tell you a single thing about. Oh. I think it was it's like a mixture of a couple different urban legends. I don't think I've ever looked into the Blair other than just watching the movie. I haven't even seen the movie. That's how bad I'm at. <laughs> I am scared of the woods at night for a number of reasons, but that is not one of them. And it was the first found footage wasn't it i think so people thought it was real and that yeah i think that's the cool part same thing with paranormal activity the original when it was on the internet is just a thing you could find on the internet and watch because i'm that old i remember that and it didn't have music it wasn't produced or anything it was just found footage of their security system that scared the shit out of me but when they produced it into the movie they they made it less scary and they made it cheesy and they changed the ending because uh, in the original, everybody dies. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Let's do it. I, this blew my mind. Okay. So this was a meme that I saw. Actually, my friend and Patreon fam Katrina sent it to me. And I was like, there's no way this is true. And turns out it is. It originated from a Reddit post, which is probably why I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> It was part of the Today I Learned. So it said, Today I Learned that Judith Love Cohen, who helped create the abort guidance system, which rescued the Apollo 13 astronauts, went to work on the day she was in labor. She took a printout of the problem she was working on to the hospital. She called her boss and said she had finished the problem. And then she gave birth to Jack Black. Wait, the Jack Black? Yes, of Tenacious D fame, of Jumanji, of (laughs) School of Rock. (laughs) That is amazing. Okay, I know. As soon as I saw I was like, wait, what? She solved one of the problems that saved Apollo 13 and then gave birth to Jack Black. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? All right, here's a picture. Funny story. There is a picture of me as a child where I look like Jack Black, and I'm going to see if I can find it. And there she is. Look how beautiful she is. He is quite beautiful. Aw. Okay, so I got a little little history here on her. And this is from Snopes. Snopity Snope Snope. Alright, so Snopes acclaim that Jack Black's mom helped create the abort guidance system, and it is true. The assertion, as described by her son, University of Southern California engineer professor Neil Seigel. 
Jack Black's half-brother in the 2016 obituary, she sadly passed away, said Cohen's first passions were dancing and engineering. And by 19, she was a dancer in the court, the Ballet of New York and Metropolitan Opera Ballet Company, and a student in engineering school of Brooklyn. She later obtained a bachelor's and master's degree in electrical engineering at USC, and her career at NASA spanned multiple well-known projects. Wow. People like this blow my my brain like i i get people that are super smart and are super sciencey super logical but then people like this that can be a nasa engineer and a ballet dancer like that means you are a genius on both sides of your brain and that I'm just underachiever i am yeah really achieving one side okay here it is are you ready yes oh <gasps> you do so look, look like, like jack, jack black, black. <laughs> That's mad. My mom was showing me childhood photos, and I just picked this one up, started like laugh crying, and like left the room. And she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm posting this on Facebook right away." <laughs> that is amazing. I to show everyone that I look like Jack Black as a child, and I tried to tag him in it because I was like, "Jack Black, you need to know I'm your twin." But <laughs> oh, I've been trying to do that because Stephen Colbert looks just like my grandpa, and I just keep every year I tag him. But so far, no luck. But one day we just keep bugging them. I know. Bringing some content here. (laughs) (laughs) So her engineering career included roles on teams that created the guidance computer for the Minuteman missile, the abort guidance system for the lunar excursion model for the Apollo space program, the ground system for the tracking data, the relay system satellite recently retired after 40 years of operation. Wow. That's a long time for something to work in space. It was her work on the Apollo project that she was most proud of. Quote from her obituary, My mother usually considered her work on the Apollo program to be the highlight of her career. When disaster struck on the Apollo 13 mission, it was the abort guidance system that brought the astronauts home safely. Judy was there when the Apollo 13 astronauts paid a thank you to the TRW? What's that? Oh, it says now the Northrop Gunman facility in Rodano Beach. I guess that's where they were at. Wow. The story of Jack Black's birth occurring while Cohen solved the engineering problem from the hospital bed comes from this obituary as well. Quote, she actually went to her office on the day Jack was born. When it was time to go to the hospital, she took her computer printout with a problem she was working on with her. Later that day, she called her boss and told him that she had solved the problem. And, oh yes, a baby was born too. <laughs> Jack wow. Black, Jack Black, the aforementioned baby, would grow up to become the prolific actor and musician. In September 2019, Black paid tribute to his mother on Instagram with the 1959 photo of her next to the Pioneer spacecraft, which is the photo I just showed you. Oh, I just love that. Just imagine how big of a badass you have to be to be like, I'm in labor, but let me just print this out and do this at the hospital for you. I wonder if she was using it as a distraction. Maybe. But I imagine at that point, they had to figure out so fast how to get them back because they were going to run out of air. Right. So I'm sure she was just I gotta focused get it done. on yeah. yeah, focus on getting them back to Earth. That's just oh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. What kind of friggin' uh, mic drop to be like, yeah, I solved that problem and I did it in labor. So what you're saying is I need to get my life together and do that laundry and <laughs> piling up in the corner. <laughs> I've had my laundry ready to fold for so long. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I should go down there and switch it. 
That'll be my grand accomplishment for today. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm so glad I ran across this because it, it just blew my mind. And I yeah, just I love how many women of NASA did so many incredible things. And I'm glad that more people are starting to become aware of them all. Yeah. Yeah, so for I had sure. No idea. There are women in like the 30s doing badass stuff, and we just are never taught that. Just, nope. Thank goodness for podcasts because yes, everybody's thanks. now covering that, and we're all learning. <laughs> Agreed. Ugh. Mosquito. Ugh. I look like I have chicken pox because I'm fist fighting mosquitoes down here in Texas. They're just biting me. I had one bite me on my eyelid in my sleep. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Lay off me. It's awful. awful. Yeah, we're not too bad, but we're we're dealing with the end of the cicada infestation, so they're oh, everywhere. Yeah. All the way and trying not to step on them because they're huge and gushy. Ugh. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Oh, I had so much fun. So remind everybody how to find your podcast. Yeah, so I'm from Encyclopedia Obscura. Um, we are a kind of history encyclopedia comedy, two best friends riffing on each other podcast. We are at uh, eothepodcast.gmail.com. You can also find us on in, in the, Instagram, that thing, at Encyclopedia <laughs> Obscura. And we are also on Twitter at eothepodcast. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you guys. We all, always have a good time on Historical AF. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Yay. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Joining. Bye, guys. I'm about I to prove. I am an alien. No, I'm about I to prove am. how we will never see aliens. We'll never ever see aliens. Why are you doing this to me? Because science. The universe You're is too big. They're too intelligent. There's no I hope for one, them to come here. There's no reason for them to come here. Hope on this planet, and you that was that. Think at of some a corner point. of town that you don't want to go to. And you're like, mm-hmm. I have no reason to be there unless I break down. Even then, I can t- call AAA. That's what the you know, that's what the world is. They but don't want to come here. What if you need heroin? Why would they need heroin? Because I'm heroin, and they need me. No, they don't need you. And you're also not heroin. <laughs> and stop talking about heroin. Movies have taught me that they're here to take our shit. <laughs> but okay. what if they aren't like us, though? What I if hate they are- to say it, Karen, but we aren't interesting enough for them to like land and be like, oh, I want to learn about humans. They'd probably be here for like our resources, mm-hmm. like many colonizers were, like our water or whatever it may be. If Okay, Karen, if they have the technology to get here, they're coming here to learn about how we can read whatever language or we can do whatever they don't care that much we are so below mm. them if they That's can get true. here that it's okay, we're basically like though. ants in comparison yeah okay but ants are interesting not to me when they're Maybe in the kitchen you, they're getting you're not a scientist isn't that in a movie you're not a scientist talk- either <laughs> i am <laughs> studying to be a horticulturalist that yeah. is a scientist oh, okay Scientists are curious about everything, though. Like, I mean, that's like the essential, like, base level of being a scientist. You are curious. So what if they're curious? I feel Um, like this was a movie or episode of Doctor Who where the aliens call humans basically ants that they want to burn with a magnifying glass. Yeah, they would still be experimenting with us, Karen. Anyway, moving on. I'm not getting into this. I'm not having this discussion. Anyway. Oh, my God. Whoa. Disagree. Uh disagree with your disagree 
Oh yeah, same thing in Maryland. We have no, no, Casey. No, we don't have caves. We basically live on a swamp. (laughs) Womp womp, swamp womp. (laughs) (laughs) Have you frozen, or are you just pissed at me? (laughs) She's frozen. (laughs) Other. Aliens are never going to come here, and if they do, they're for nefarious purposes. So I'm standing by that and fight me. Disagree. You, okay, you are a host of a podcast about obscure shit, and you're telling me people are not (laughs) curious? I'm not dealing with it. We're moving on. (laughs) My favorite alien lore is based on this, and I'm, like, so excited. Oh, well, you're about to be not excited because I'm about to tear it apart. So. Oh, my God. Don't make me cry. Like, this is my religion. Don't cry. It's stupid. (laughs) This whole thing is stupid. What you know from the show can't be right because it's not. I researched it. And Roswell, the show is complete BS. Um, New show or old show or books? It doesn't matter. None of them are accurate. Not a single one of them. Yeah, they're too hot to be real. It's def- just not realistic. Well, also, <laughs> it never happened, and I'm about to get to it. Moving on. Okay. Stop it. I yes. cannot handle it. Well, here we go. I keep cannot. Your, Why did you do this? Pants. You could have picked anything. You could have picked anything. I did this intentionally to antagonize you. <sighs> <laughs> and I knew oh. you would have been like three glasses into a bottle of champagne, so I was like, oh, Kina's going to have oh, good no. contact. This is, this is the end of the champagne. <laughs> oh, I've already killed my bottle. My bottle's dead. That's amazing. How are you so coherent? I'm so impressed with I, your tolerance. I, I drink more than you, I think. It's not called a ranch hand. And maybe, Kina, you can help me. It's like the head rancher, but he's not the owner of the property. What's it called? The, oh, um... I'm not that Texan. Okay. <laughs> uh, macho, macho man. I'm going to be a macho man. Love cows so much. <sighs> All right, we're moving Someday on. I'm gonna have cows. I feel like the aliens are trying to say that what you're about to say is bullshit, and they do exist, and that's why you keep pausing. <laughs>